You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday, and let's go to the NFL Combine as one name continues to bounce around as a potential top 10 pick. Mel Kuyper has him going number nine overall to the Seattle Seahawks. You are very high on this player. and Very I high. I didn't know this or learn this until yesterday when you said you'd go all in for this guy. I'd, pay, I'd take him number one overall. Really? I honestly would. Wow. If you remember back to the preseason dirty poll, I had Florida, I think, in the top 15. You were a big fan of the Gators. Because of this guy. Yep. And his name is Anthony Richardson. That's not who we're interviewing. We're interviewing Jacob Rudner, who covers the Florida Gators for 24-7 Sports. At Jacob Rudner on Twitter, go give him a follow. Uh, Jacob, good morning to you, man. Am I, like, you got an up-close look at this dude for the last two years. I know he wasn't the full-time starter two years ago, but am I crazy or scouts crazy? Are you buying into this hype that Anthony Richardson might be the best quarterback in this class? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I, listen, I, I believe it. I, uh, as you guys said, I, I think that it's pretty easy to see the potential with a guy like this. And we actually talked about it before the season started, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, just about the, the raw athletic potential that a guy like Anthony Richardson has. He's an elite runner. Uh, he's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, there are certainly concerns with him. But, but to answer your question, I absolutely believe uh, that he could be one of, if not the top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. Jacob, you were pretty high on the Gators this year and what he could potentially be. I remember talking with you, I think it was before the Utah game and for the countdown. What did you see from him that you liked and what was maybe something that stood out that might be a little bit of a concern to you? Sure. I, I think that it's easy to point to the running and his ability to create the unannounced play uh, as his greatest strength. Just a freak athlete. Uh, great speed. If I remember correctly, his top speed in season uh, was clocked at 21.6 miles per hour. Good luck finding other quarterbacks who are going to reach those kinds of speeds. Uh, he is extremely hard to bring down. Uh, just, a, just a truly elite runner, somebody who I, I really believe could be as effective on the ground at the next level as he is through the air. Last year rushed for 654 yards uh, and nine touchdowns. And then I think the concerns are, are, are the accuracy. 54% completion last year through nine interceptions against 17 touchdowns. So, uh, you know, there are people who are wondering, and I think fairly, uh, how accurate he is. His decision-making is something that I think people are wondering about. But you look at just the raw skill, again, just on the ground and his ability to launch the ball. The videos have circulated, you know, countless times already uh, of his ability to nail these extremely long throws uh, with a super gifted arm, 
Uh, and so I think that the raw talent stands out, but, but there are certainly concerns. To be mm, fair. We're, yeah, we're talking with Jacob Rudner. He covers the Gators, Florida Gators for 24-7 Sports, at Jacob Rudner on Twitter. Go give him a follow. I, you know, I, I'm glad you brought up the accuracy analogy because I, I feel like he's a similar prospect coming out of college to where we were with Josh Allen and almost to a certain extent with Justin Herbert, right? You're like, you know this, the physical attributes are there. They can throw the ball a mile, but there's times you watch them in college and they're like, this isn't a top-five pick. But one of the things that I bring up is that I feel like it's hard to evaluate college quarterbacks because they're all playing with different skill sets around them. And you see sometimes these guys that go to places like Alabama and Ohio State who play with nothing but NFL talent around them, they struggle when they get to the NFL because they don't have the superior talent against every opponent that's on their schedule. What was the talent like? Because you know, we watched Florida you know, semi-closing. They obviously played Oregon State in the bowl game with half their players. But what was the talent level when they were at their peak in terms of the offensive line, the weapons? Like, What was he working with this year? It's a good question. Anthony Richardson had a very good offensive line in front of him, which is what, in my opinion, enabled his ability to rush for, you know, just shy of 700 yards and nine touchdowns last season. Uh, but there's no doubt that the receiver strength and the tight end strength as it relates to his ability to effectively move the ball through the air uh, was at times lacking. And Florida fans knew that going into the season. Ricky Pearsall, who I'm sure you guys are familiar with in Pac-12 territory, uh, he was the team's leading receiver last year out of the slot. You don't typically see that in the SEC. Uh, they dealt with injuries at the receiver position. Tight end was kind of a letdown throughout the year, although that was something that was reasonably predictable. And I would add to your point, Anthony Richardson is, is an extremely inexperienced quarterback. Last year was his first year as a full-time starter in a new offensive scheme with a new coach with largely new players surrounding him. So you have to wonder if the inaccuracies as far as his passing goes are related to the fact that he wasn't necessarily comfortable throughout last season. So I, I think it has a lot to do with the personnel, as you say, and, and also just in terms of his ability to get used to his surroundings with coaching uh, and, and all of those types of factors, I think that that contributes as well. You know, we, we think back to guys like this in college. Josh Allen, I want to say, coming out of Wyoming was like a 50 to 52% completion percentage guy, and it led – Many people want on this show to really not like him coming out of the draft, and you can't fault people for not liking inaccurate quarterback, but he goes to the NFL, and year one isn't so much throwing, but it's using athleticism and running ability, and now Josh Allen is one of the, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. Other guys, they take a couple years to develop. When you look at Anthony Richardson, one mock says Seattle, could be another mock that says Houston. We don't know where he'll go. But, Jacob, do you, do you look at Anthony and you kind of say could be a day one, year one starter? Or is it do you feel like with his ability mixed with where he needs to work on uh, some of his weaknesses, he's a sit-for-a-year-or-two type of player? It's difficult because I think it largely depends on his situation, although I would go back to his inexperience. I think that, you know, just for a guy who really has 12, 13 now consecutive games of being a full-time starting quarterback under his belt – it's difficult for me to imagine that he makes the leap from college to the NFL and day one is a starter. Do I think that he could become a starter in his first season at the next level? I do. Uh, just that pure athleticism, the ability to make up for not necessarily being able to move the ball through the air as effectively as a rookie will help him a lot, I think. Uh, but I don't know that he strikes me as a day one starter, and that's not necessarily a knock on him. Uh, it, it's more a comment on his experience and just the fact that I do think there's a lot to learn 
for a guy like Anthony Richardson, just given his situation over the last couple of years. Hmm. All right, I got to ask you this, Jacob. So I do a show with a couple of Oregon State Beavers here, and sometimes it's not very enjoyable, especially when they beat your your alma mater in a, in a rivalry game. Well, Jacob, you and my co-host have a lot in common. You guys both can't beat Oregon State powerhouses, huh? <laughs> See, here we go. This is what I got to deal with, right? So the the bowl game happens, and we debated very angrily after the in the aftermath of that bowl game. I was okay with Billy Napier kicking a field goal at the end of it because it's year one of him being a head coach. Coach, and he can't that. let the shutout streak or the you know scoring a point streak uh, end on his watch in year one. Cowardice. So it are down thirty to nothing. He kicks a field Stop. goal. What was the take in Florida? Were fans making fun of him? Did they like the field goal? I need to know about the field goal. Uh, it's such a mixed bag of emotions. There were people who uh, looked at the situation and uh, th- their reaction was good. There is no break of the scoreless streak. It lives on. Uh, there were other people who reacted to it in the sense of why did we have to kick a field goal to keep the scoreless streak uh, alive? So uh, they, I, I'm not so sure that people were thrilled about it because they were in a position where this had to be a conversation. Uh, do, do I think that people were satisfied with Billy Napier's decision to kick a field goal uh, and protect that piece of history? I do. And I think that there would be a lot more angry people uh, had he not done that, mm. you, you do what you got to do. They had to score, and he did score. So, <laughs> wow! I, I think I think I stand with the decision. Okay, really? Okay. You, you can't right. let. That's not his fault. He's got like four active players left on his I team mean, the for game that bowl game. The game shouldn't have been played, to be honest with you, because Florida lost almost everybody, and they were playing with nobody. But yeah. in the moment, personally, like I'm an Oregon State fan, we comfortably won, but. I kind of just viewed it as cowardice and a way to go, well, you know, it could have been worse. We could have ended our scoreless streak thing. Uh, let me ask you this, and, and I think we might let you go. Uh, I don't know where my, my co-host is the one who does his preseason top 25 stuff. I don't know where or if Florida will be on his top 25. Uh, who is set to be the quarterback for them next year? And it's a very early look right now in March, but how do Gator fans or how should Gator fan feel about Florida next year versus what the SEC is going to present in Georgia, Bama, LSU, and, and whoever else emerges? Yeah, the quarterback position is, is definitely one of the biggest questions going into spring, which actually their spring practices start this Saturday. Uh, it's one of the biggest questions without a doubt. Florida brought in Graham Mertz from Wisconsin uh, as its you know, veteran replacement for Anthony Richardson. The perception was immediately uh, that here comes a guy who started you know, for four seasons at Wisconsin – he comes in, fifth-year senior, is immediately the starter. Uh, I just had a conversation with Billy Napier last week uh, in which he told me directly, that is not the case. Uh, Florida will have a quarterback battle uh, this spring between Jack Miller, who you guys saw in the bowl game, and Graham Mertz. Uh, I know that Billy Napier really likes Jack Miller. He recruited him when he was offensive coordinator at Arizona State uh, in 2017. Jack Miller was the highest-level prospect uh, out of the state who ended up going to Ohio State. Uh, they like him a lot. Do I think that it's probably going to end up being Mertz? I do. I don't think Graham Mertz ends up transferring to a school where he doesn't think he's going to be the starter in his last year of eligibility. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's interesting. I, I, I think that Mertz comes with his problems. He had an interception issue with the Badgers. Uh, isn't necessarily a very fleet-footed quarterback, which is something Florida relied on to a degree last year with Anthony Richardson, as we've discussed. Uh, it, it presents a lot of challenges. However, there are a lot of people who would tell you that Mertz's struggles were a byproduct of the system. Mm. Uh, he needed to go to a different situation where he gets in front of a new offensive mind. I think Billy Napier sees it that way as well, uh, which leaves the room 
which is the door open for for a lot of growth for a guy like Mertz despite his age. So I will be interested to see exactly how the spring progresses. My guess is that Graham Mertz emerges as Florida's starting quarterback. Uh, how that's going to go, though, I really have no idea. <laughs> well, hey, we, we turn Bo Nix around out here, so I guess anything's possible. Maybe Graham Mertz is the next guy down at Florida. Jacob Rudner, Gators beat writer, 24-7 sports. Go give him a follow on Twitter, at Jacob Rudner. Great insight into Anthony Richardson, potentially being the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.